Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. This podcast and this summer tour would not be possible without our sponsors, so please check them out, go to their websites, listen to their value propositions, and consider doing business with them. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, I'm Ryan Hicks. And I'm Zach Fishman. And if there's one thing we've learned through many episodes of Modern Business, there never seems to be enough time to manage all the marketing vendors you work with. As suppliers in the franchise space, Ryan and I know how confusing it can be to navigate choosing the right ones. Sometimes we see brands that have an agency for PPC, another for SEO, and a company that handles social media, and another that handles your website. We often hear from franchise marketers that they spend entire days just communicating with vendors just to get simple tasks done or to gather data from all of these separate sources. Fear not, franchise fam. Zach and I are so excited to introduce this week's sponsor, Scorpion, a marketing company built to handle all the needs of franchise brands. Scorpion is an all-in-one marketing partner capable of handling everything your franchise needs, from your branding and website to your search engine optimization, online reputation, and paid to advertising. But listen, don't take our word for it. Entrepreneur Magazine named Scorpion the number one franchise marketing company. To learn more, visit scorpion.co slash mb. That's scorpion.co slash mb. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. Thank you all again for joining us. We are on day 19 of 47. Uh, we are just uh, leaving the Firehouse Subs office here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, we have had a really awesome day down here in North Florida, and we're really looking forward to uh, getting some R&R in Charleston, South Carolina this weekend. Uh, now, folks, uh, we uh, have the pleasure of uh, join- having somebody join us today who I've uh, become uh, very fond of, and we've become uh, relatively close friends over the course of time. Uh, he has been a tremendous asset for you know my businesses over the course of the past couple of years, and has been uh, really a, a really awesome guy to talk to as well. Uh, we have a uh, Mr. Josh Barker uh, from Christian Brothers joining us today. Josh, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, it's my pleasure, Zach. Looking forward to uh, to connecting with you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. And you know, I think that why. Uh, why today will be really special is because I think that a lot of people are always really curious about, you know, what Christian Brothers is up to. Uh, you guys have a really unique uh, perspective from a culture standpoint and a branding standpoint. And, you know, as somebody who is uh, really uh, the epicenter of the, fran- of the brand's franchise development right now, I think that uh, there's no better, there's, no, there's nothing better that we can talk about than, you know, what you guys are up to. And I think that uh, for those that may not know, because there may be some people who do not, uh, would you just mind giving us a little synopsis of what uh, Christian Brothers Automotive is and kind of the services that you guys offer for the consumer? Yeah, absolutely, Zach. So we're a full-service automotive repair company. So essentially, um, anything that needs to be fixed on your vehicle, maintenance or repaired, uh, that's us. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I, that's, I mean, that's kind of us in a nutshell. Awesome. And so, um, you know, I, I think that for people that also may not know, I think it's always really cool. And I'm sure that you get into this a lot in terms of the founding story, you know, how this idea came to be. Because I know that, you know, the automotive space and franchising especially is quite big. Um, and obviously it is a, it is a relatively, you know, uh, crowded space. So I think it's always kind of cool for people to understand where the roots come from. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. Our founder Mark, um, interesting story. I tell you, I'd actually heard this before coming on board with Christian Brothers years ago, and, and thought it was a, a really quite fascinating. To be frank with you, it was he was actually from upstate New York and relocated to Houston quite simply just because back in the late seventies the job market was better and was uh, was in sales. Had a guy few years later from his church approach him and essentially say, Hey, I've always wanted to be a business owner. Um, would you help me get started? And that's where Christian brothers was born. It's kind of a neat story. I, I get asked the question all the time. Hey, is it two brothers with the last name Christian? Um, and quite literally it was <laughs> two guys in the same Sunday school class that when they're trying to figure out what to name them, somebody said, well, Hey, you're both brothers in Christ. Why don't you name it that? And so that's really where the name came from. And and what was unique about it was, you know, as Mark started the business, it was such a focus on just that customer service experience. And at first, I mean, he was actually a passive owner. I'm kind of telling the story for him, but was was a bit more of a hands-off, wasn't in the business day-to-day. Um, and a few years into the business, he made the transition into it being really his baby. And it was kind of amazing is being that locally owned and operated business where you're able to get to know your customers, uh, provide an excellent service, build those relationships was really one of the key differentiators for us. Um, he tells a, he tells kind of a neat story too, is he had served, he had, uh, they had fixed, um, it was a guy in his church. They fixed his car and he ran into him the next week and, and had asked him, Hey, I, I know you got your car fixed at the shop. Tell me, um, man, what was, what was your experience like? And this is back in the early days. And the gentleman said, well, gosh, they did a great job on the car. Um, the, the staff was real friendly. He said, but Mark, can I, can I give you some feedback? And he said, sure. He said, everything was great except for the facility. Uh, it was, um, it's kind of a dump. And, uh, if I, if I could encourage you with anything, you may want to, you may want to take a step back and look at that. And so Mark, you know, he took it, you know, he took it on the chin, but showed up the next day and was looking at the shop and said, gosh, you know what? This guy's right. And one of the things that we're known for today is the look and the feel of our shop where it's very nice, very inviting, um, a, a place that someone doesn't mind, um, doesn't mind waiting for their car to get fixed or, or get maintenance. And so when he, when he looked at that, he pulled up the shop, they replaced the shrubs, redid the building and, it's kind of neat to look at where we are today and hear that story um, from way back then. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, one thing that I hear from that is, is that, you know, culture is such a large part of what you guys do. And I think that, you know, the aesthetic of the store and, you know, the founding story really have a lot to do with, you know, how well you guys do today. Cause I think the culture really is a large part of that. I've also gotten to experience it firsthand by a lot of the folks that I've met. Uh, from uh, CBA as well. But, you know, I think uh, I think that one thing that I am curious about is, you know, from a culture standpoint, how do you guys use the culture that you guys have as an asset? And how do you present that to potential franchisees uh, to kind of help to not only show that, you know, culture is really important, but, you know, what is what are some of the cornerstones of CBA's culture that, you know, you share with you share with typical uh, candidates that get them really excited about uh, joining the family? Uh, yeah, good question, Zach. So, from a culture standpoint, I, I mean, I, I'll tell you, we're, we're highly intentional about who we go into business with, and I know, I know that there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's easy to say that. Um, for us, it, it really has been a focus on growing, not just in quantity but in quality. 
and being able to support at a high level and grow those unit level economics, right? I mean, if our franchisees aren't successful, we're not successful. And and that's how we've always viewed it. And that's how we'll continue to view it moving forward. And, and part of that has been driven by us being highly intentional about who we go into business with. And so um, for us, I mean, our, our motto is, I mean, it's love your neighbor as yourself. And the question has been asked, well, who's our neighbor? And it's for us, it's our it's our customers, our franchisees, it's their customers, their vendors. For us, it's our franchisees. And when we go into business with someone, um, we're not that dog eat dog franchise brand. I mean, our, our franchisors, our franchisees, excuse me, have a great relationship with one another, right? I mean, they're rooting for each other, they're um, supporting one each other because it's that mentality: all ships rise with the tide. And when you go into some of our markets, it's just so neat to be able to see that culture, right? Those that level of relationship. And and I'll tell you, because we have a really unique business model where uh, we we don't share, we don't we're not paid a royalty on the top line of the business. I mean, we we share in the profits. And so if there are no profits, right, there's nothing to share. And so with that, it's been a scenario where we support the franchisees at a high level and from the corporate to the franchisee. But that also fosters that, gosh, collaborative work together, um, really able to accomplish some things together. So how does that play out from a day-to-day, week-to-week basis? I mean, you know, our – our annual convention, it's, it really feels almost more like a family reunion is what it feels like um, when we get there. But I mean, franchisees are working together in peer groups. I mean, we've got store performance coaches here at our home office that are working with our franchisees. I mean, just the level of communication and the level of involvement is, is pretty substantial. And now a word from our sponsors. Successful franchise systems are based on a consistent approach to business processes and compliance, as well as sound operational and financial controls. BDO is a leader in franchise accounting and advisory services, providing a comprehensive suite of integrated value-added services to franchisor and franchisee clients. The complex and diverse issues you face today warrant franchisors, franchisees, owners, and senior management to work with a firm that combines substantial resources with practical services. To learn more, please visit www.bdo.com. That is www.bdo.com. You know, that leads me to, that leads me into actually a really, uh, a question that I was talking to you about before we actually started recording. And that's about, you know, some of the systems that you guys have in place uh, for your franchisees to really help them succeed. Is there any uh, systems that you can speak to that, you know, that are some of your favorites that you really think make a difference for, you know, your franchisees uh, actually being profitable? Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, there's a number that I could go through, but just to name uh, one in particular is I'm a huge fan of our coaching program. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think we're necessarily the ones that pioneered the coach, coaching your franchisees or anything like that. I do think that we do it well. Um, and so one of the things is every single franchisee is actually partnered with a store performance coach. And this is an individual that really works with them uh, throughout the life of their business. And when I tell you, this was one of the things that really grabbed me when I first came on board and I was so impressed by was the level of relationship that a coach and a franchisee would have. I mean, our coaches are there for, hey, help me analyze the KPIs of my business to 
hey, let me be a sounding board. Should, is it time for me to bring on another technician or to hire someone? Or um, I'm considering making this personnel change. Give me, give me your thoughts to they have a record week and they're looking for someone to celebrate with. I mean, we're, we're celebrating and yelling with them on the phone. It's, you know, every business owner has those days and those weeks too where you want to fire everybody and burn the building down, right? I mean, these that's where our coaches come in to really support our, our franchisees at a high level. And so they, they're on the phone together at least once a month, but it's really, it's really as much as our franchisees need. Um, and so they also facilitate peer groups with our franchisees as well where they're sharing best practices. And, and it all fosters that collaborative that collaborative environment where, you know, again, back to what we're all about is where we can love our neighbor as ourselves. And um, these guys and gals work, work really hard to be able to not just, not just check some boxes, but establish a relationship with a franchisee and ultimately help them to be more successful. So I love our coaching program, Zach. Awesome. Well, that, I mean, I think that that's definitely an awesome differentiator. And I think that, you know, another thing I, I'd love to ask is, you know, do you think that your coaching program and your culture are kind of the two assets that you guys find helps differentiate differentiate you guys from others in the automotive space? Or do you feel that there are other things as well that, you know, we didn't talk about yet that um, really help to set you guys apart from the other folks that are operating in the very large franchise automotive space? Yeah, good question. I, I think those, I think our culture, our coaching teams, I mean, I think those are certainly some things that differentiate us. But I'll tell you, our our business model is unique. Where because we're those we're a locally owned and operated business. I mean, we we don't have any passive investors, right? When we go into business with a franchisee, I mean, this is this is their business, and they're in there, um, you know, day to day. And what that's essentially done in the automotive space. I mean, when we look at our competition, we look at it really on two fronts. I mean, one is you think about guest service right? How you treat your customers. When you think about the industry, you've got these mom and pop shops, these locally owned and operated businesses that do, they really do such a great job of taking care of their customers. And they remember your name and they've been servicing your car and um, they're highly trusted and, and people love doing business. I mean, I know when I go in somewhere and someone remembers my name or they know that I've been a customer there before. I mean, that's, that's huge brownie points to them. I love that. That, that's one side of our competition. At the same time, sometimes these mom and pop shops, although they provide a great guest service experience, from a technology standpoint, that's where, that's where they may not be able to do everything to a vehicle that, say, a dealership would be able to do. And so for us, this is where it provides that, that niche or quite literally that competitive advantage where because we're a franchisor, right? We're all, all of our shops are locally owned and operated, and we're able to provide an experience that's very much like that mom and pop shop where our franchisees know their customers, their teams serve their customers. As a matter of fact, I was just in a shop a couple of days ago uh, visiting a franchisee who's a, who's a good friend of mine, and his team gentleman walks in and everybody knew his name. Hey, Mr. John, it's so good to see you. And, and I just couldn't help but think that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? Is everybody knew Mr. John. And at the same time with that is from a technology standpoint, we, we're a full dealership alternative, right? There's nothing a dealership can do 
that Christian brothers can't. And so it doesn't matter if you've got, you know, a Ford, um, a Ford and an Audi sitting in your driveway, we can service them all in one place. And so to be able to provide that experience, but also to have the capabilities to do everything a dealership can do has been, been really um, our niche in the market. Absolutely. And I think that that certainly does differentiate you guys a lot from other people. And I think that, you know, with that, of course, because you guys are, uh, you guys are providing a lot of services and it's a really awesome alternative. I'm sure that does come with some challenges as well. I mean, is there anything that, you know, anything that you can think of that a lot of folks um, have struggled with that you guys at corporate are really able to help them through uh, at all when they first, when, when somebody does uh, become an owner of the CBA? Uh, well, sure. So, and this kind of comes back a little bit to our franchise development process. So nine out of 10 of mm-hmm. our franchisees have no automotive background. Um, that's just not even wow. something that we, we necessarily look for. So, which is, that's typically pretty surprising where someone goes, gosh, you're an automotive company and your franchisees, they, they don't have the automotive experience. And quite literally, they haven't needed it. I mean, this is an area where we're able to come alongside of them and support them at a high level. And um, But what we do look for is their ability to build a team, right? create a great guest service experience, be highly coachable, self-aware, those type of things. And and so when someone comes in, is, there's always a learning curve, right? If, if somebody's never been a business owner, it's, it, there's always going to be some level of a learning curve. Um, and so I would say from an onboarding standpoint, and, and certainly in the first year of the business, being able to help a franchisee grow that business. And typically we're turning a profit in the first year, right? I mean, our our business on average is usually hitting a cash flow break even by about month six. And um, wow, that's pretty phenomenal. Wow. Well, I mean, that, that's really interesting to think because, you know, for, from, for the automotive space, I would say that, you know, a really common thing is that they're pretty much looking for people that are industry people. And I think that it's a really interesting difference that you guys that don't do that. And now a word from our sponsors. Rallyo is a powerful combination of social media technology and local agency. The easy to use mobile app enables franchisers and their franchisees to manage their entire social media presence, online reputation, and online directory listings in one place for all locations. The advocacy system turns net promoters into real promoters and incentivizes franchisees and their employees to share content that portrays your brand as a best place to work. And Rallyo Local provides a white glove service that can manage everything for franchisees. Voted as the number one social media technology platform and number six marketing partner overall in the second annual Entrepreneur Magazine franchise supplier listing, Rallyo will help you rally your employees and customers around your brand on social media. Visit Rallyo.com today to get a 100% free local analysis report comparing your franchise system versus your industry averages. That's www.rallio.com. I think that that kind of leads me into, um, you know, anything that you want people to know about your typical profile? Are you guys uh, predominantly looking for multi-unit owners? I know the uh, single store owners, or does it not necessarily matter as much? Uh, in I know that you mentioned, you know, definitely not uh, anybody who's passive and certainly not, of course, uh, people, you know, they don't necessarily have to have automotive experience. Is there anything else that um, you can add uh, that may be helpful for people to know? Yeah. I- Yeah, sure, Zach. So with that, I mean, for us, 
we're we're not necessarily looking for multi units right out of the right out of the gate. Every single one of our franchises they actually start with one store. It's very similar to the Chick Fil A model would be the best way that I could liken it, where someone um, starts with a store, they're highly successful, and then essentially go on to own two. Currently, no one owns more than three. Um, we have about 203 locations um, around the country, and so. The most that one person owns currently is three. That's soon to be four. Um, but what do we look for? I mean, for us, this is there's kind of the subjective and the objective criteria, right? Objectively, leadership experience, right? Team development, team building experience. Um, ideally, it's great if someone's able to lead a team and that affects the bottom line, right, of a business. But I would say the subjective criteria is as equally, if not even more important, right, where because we are such a, a coaching culture, right, and want to support the franchisees at a high level, is that if someone is, has a, had that servant leader, right, and that coachable heart, they're self-aware, um, they're highly driven to get better. I mean, our franchisees, are, they're very competitive. and. Not competitive in the in that, hey, I want to be a winner, and that means everybody else has to be a loser, but more of a, hey, what is my potential, right? And I don't want to leave anything on the table by way of my potential. So if you're telling me that you can coach me when it comes to store performance or when it comes to marketing or whatever it may be, hey, I'm all ears. And that's something that's hard to quantify, right? It's, it's hard to measure for that. But that's also why we have this discovery process, which um, is typically about 60 to 90 days, eight steps through the process that we want to help someone get to know us and take that time to get to know them too. So to see if there is that alignment in business. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. It totally does. I think that it's, uh, it's certainly a, you know, it's certainly a model in terms of you guys, you kind of invoked the, the Chick-fil-A model. We actually had you know, a woman named uh, Deanne Turner, who was the vice president of human resources and of people and culture for Chick-fil-A for 30 plus years. And, you know, it sounds like a lot of the people, we have had a couple people on the podcast. I mean, you, you weren't, you aren't the first that have said, you know, we try to follow the Chick-fil-A model. And there's a reason why, because I think that culture uh, is super important to their model, but they also want to make sure that, you know, that you're not, that you're walking before you're running. Right. And I think that, you know, with the, and when you kind of talked about multi-unit opportunities, it makes sense to take them along slowly because if the store, if you have, if you have two stores that are profitable versus seven that are, that are, you know, that are not making money at all, it's probably more beneficial. You know, it's, it's better to learn those processes better. And I think that you guys certainly have done so. And I think that, uh, you know, I can certainly tell that, you know, the profile that you've, uh, that you've put out certainly is working for you with 203 stars. So, so great. Um, now there are a couple more things that I wanted to that I wanted to go through, so I wanted to pivot quickly uh, to really the numbers, and I think it'd just be helpful for people to kind of understand what the investment opportunity looks like uh, and how much liquid they would need, and if you have any, you know, in the instance they don't have it all available, if you guys have, uh, if you guys have any financing available too. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, to kind of walk you through that just a little bit. Is so the all-in investment. So this is essentially uh, all things considered for a business owner is going to range from about 460 to 560,000 with the majority of that typically being financed through uh, through an SBA loan. Um, the upfront investment is 85,000. So once we walk through the process, that initial $85,000, the, the first portion of the franchise fee is due and then the remaining is being financed. And so 
that's a little bit about what that investment looks like. And, and this is where, you know, sometimes someone may ask, gosh, describe your business model, Josh. Um, and it, this is where we're kind of a hybrid between, say, like a Chick-fil-A and a McDonald's where, um, like the two of them, we develop the real estate and are able to lease that to our franchisees. In some cases, they own the land and building. But what that does is it lowers the barrier to entry. Now, I don't want to say that as lowers the bar because that's not the case at all. But when someone's looking at our, our buildings and they're going, gosh, how are you guys able to do this for you know what equates to roughly half a million dollars and to have this beautiful building and this facility – is we actually, we bear the burden of the upfront real estate costs. So when we go into business with someone, typically we're, we're investing you know, roughly two and a half, three million dollars um, in a project. And so what the franchisee is doing, but they own the operating company, right? They own the furnitures, fixtures, and equipment, and that's what's included in that initial, um, initial investment. And so I, Sorry, I'm getting down into the weeds here a little bit, Zach. I hope that answers. That's question. okay. That's okay. It's 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 good for people to kind of understand. You know, not a lot of people may know that you guys uh, very typically actually own the real estate and rent it out to them. I think that that's something that a lot of people, when they get into retail, are very scared of. I mean, that they site selection is a huge problem, and they're really really uh, fearful of trying to find the right thing, and it really can put a hiccup in uh, development and, you know, you guys kind of take care of that entire process for people. So it really is a, something that does set you guys self, does set you guys apart too. And that was what I was hoping you'd get to. So I'm happy that we covered that because, uh, folks, that is certainly not typical, uh, outside. There are some brands that do it, but I think certainly within the automotive space, it is relatively uncommon. So, uh, pretty awesome well, that exactly. you guys do something like that. Yeah. Just to tag into that, you know, that's the support at a high level, as well as the assistance and the site selection. I mean, these are, these are key reasons why, I mean, we've, like I said, a minute ago, we have 203 locations and been doing this for 23 years. We've never closed a single location. So every business we've ever opened is still open and operating today. Um, and we've never had a franchisee default on an SBA loan. And that's something that we're, we're very proud of. And, um, and so, again, that comes back to being intentional about who we go into business with, supporting them at a high level. And, um, and so, yeah. Awesome. Well, well, well hey, I, yeah, I, I would definitely agree that uh, those, those, those characteristics are relatively uncommon in any brand. It doesn't matter if it's automotive or not. So, uh, seriously, congratulations on that because that is very difficult to do. Um, so, in closing, Josh, I did just want to make sure that people know where to go. Uh, where can people find out more about, uh, about Christian Brothers Automotive? And, you know, if they are interested in kind of uh, becoming a franchisee uh, with you guys, uh, where, what website can they go to to learn more about it? Absolutely. They can go to our website, cbac.com. Uh, and there's a, there's a chance where you can click to learn a little bit more, learn more about the franchise, or you can go to christianbrothersfranchise.com. Um, we have a ton of information out there for those that are wanting to learn a little bit more about us, as well as reach out to us and uh, initiate a conversation, right? Just to learn a little awesome. bit more. So cbac.com and christianbrothersfranchise.com. Awesome. Well, Josh, thank you so, so much for uh, speaking with us today. Really, really appreciate it. And folks, uh, I've gotten the, ch- gotten the chance to know these guys uh, super well over the course of time, and they're, uh, there's, there's no better people in the space that I've found, and they're really gracious and easy to talk to. So please reach out to them if you would like to learn more about Christian Mothers Automotive. Uh, thanks again, folks, for listening, and I hope you all have a very good weekend.